Good morning. I am Janet, compulsive overeater. Um, glad to be here. Although I don't want to talk, I don't want to share. When my sponsor asked me, I said no. I really, truly am not at a place to share in kitchen sink. And she said, this is exactly why you need to share. So people realize that not everybody can be up there, happy, cheerful, doing it perfectly to the dot. And with much regret, I accept it. But (laughs) I have to. I have to. It's part of the game. If I'm playing it, I'm playing it all the way. I cannot stop in the middle. I cannot pick what I want and let go of the, of the rest. Um, I have been in this program for 13 years and some, uh, and I have kept my abstinence for 12 years and 10 months and some, and um, it has changed. It certainly has changed. Weight-wise, unfortunately, I am not where I would like to be. I have lost and I have gained, and currently I have a lot of problems that I'm addressing it with professionals to help me to realize what's going on, and hopefully I'll find, and we will find what's going on. Um, Back up to where it was, I walked through these doors, actually kitchen sink, 13 and some Years ago, um, I sat in the back of the room and I just had come to learn this diet and get out of that door faster than all of you. I was not going to waste my time. I'm so sorry. I was way much better than all of you guys. I was smarter. My time was valuable, and I had nothing to do with all those crazy, ugly, stupid, fat strangers that I saw who were shaking my hand, who were hugging me, and congratulating me for coming to this program. It was like, I, I honestly didn't, didn't like it, but I was willing to try and see how I could learn this diet. Seriously, I came to learn my uh, to lose my extra weight. I had a little extra weight. Yeah, big deal. I could lose it with this diet and leave the door fast. So for a good six, seven months, I used to come to the kitchen sink, sit in the back. I would come at ten minutes after the meeting had started, so the mumbo jumbo was done. The speaker, the speaker was just starting to speak. And right after the questions were done, I was at the door. I didn't need the rest. I would go home and I would have a big mug of coffee or tea with um, leftover pastries that I had. Mm-hmm. And nothing, absolutely nothing. But I still would keep coming with the hope that I would get something. I didn't know what it was. And it certainly, certainly, I definitely did not think that I would get sanity out of coming to these meetings. And 
my, when I started, I reached the point that I really could not carry myself anymore. Physically, I was the same weight as I am now, but in my head, I was a ton of weight. I could not move myself anymore. I could not sit. I could not stand up. I, I felt like my grandmother with a ton of weight that old. I couldn't, she, at that time she was in her 90s. I could not move myself and I could not carry life anymore. And I'm a doer. And it was very difficult for me to, to drag myself so much in life. So I kept on coming. I didn't know. I thought maybe, maybe, who knows? So after, after I reached the point that I couldn't do it anymore, I, uh, my friend, a dear friend, said, we are doing it together. And I said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, no way, no way, I'm not going to do that. She said, we are doing this together. So we started actually CEA How. And for one month, I kicked and I kicked and I kicked. I was as angry as you could imagine. I had put sugar, chocolate, and flour down. Uh, I had constant headache. This is for those who think, like I thought, I truly thought if I would put down chocolate, my brain would stop working. And I'm very serious. I'm not joking. I'm very serious. I truly thought my brain would stop working. I had constant headache, and I was as angry as you could imagine. After one month, I was screaming at my friend and arguing with her. And then I apologized right away. I said, I'm so sorry. You know me. This is not me. It's this damn program. And she said, and she said why don't you switch to OA? It's a little bit softer. You can do that. And I thought, mm, okay, that's an opportunity. I can, I can try. So I called someone that I had got her number in one of OA meetings. And I was scared to death because I had no idea how I was going to share all the secrets of my life with her. She had exactly passed through the towns that I had, and she had lived in the same places, and she knew all my relatives, A to Z. So it was too scary. And that's exactly what my friend asked me. She said, what are you going to do? And I said, you know what? Right now, I need help. I don't know what I will do. When I reach there, when I reach to that point, then I'll think about it. But now, today, I need help. So, I left three messages in one day for her. And she called me later in the day, and she said, sorry, I'm full. I have a little baby, and I'm full, I cannot. And I begged her. I said, please, I know myself. If I wait until I find sponsor, I lose it. I know myself. So that, that uh, being afraid was that kept me going. And she said, okay, I'll take you one month uh, on a trial basis. God bless her. She still has not dropped me. <laughs> and boy, has she been patient with me, I have to tell you honestly. And um, for two years, I did everything she said, A to Z, and... I couldn't get it. 
what was going on that the old timers had that I could not get it. I thought maybe it was my language barrier because English is my second language. Maybe it was something I couldn't get, but I wanted the calmness and the happiness that I could see in old timers' eyes. I wanted that, and I hadn't that. And I was looking and looking and doing everything that my sponsor was asking me. It took me over two years when I finished one row of my steps and I realized that at least for me it's the repetition of the repetition of the same repetition of yesterday and the days before. If I want that calmness today, I got to do it today. As our friend said in this program, yesterday's shower does not keep me clean today. I keep repeating that. I need to do it today. I need to do the prayers today. I need to do the outreaches today. What I did yesterday kept me wonderful for yesterday. It doesn't work for today. Today, we start from the zero point again. And fast forward. Um, now, I feel a lot happier, a lot calmer than what I used to be. Definitely, it's always a progress. I feel like a little turtle, and I walk that slow, and it's okay. I, with the help of this program, I dared to go after my dreams, and at age 50, to go to a completely different field, uh, and challenge myself and boy has it been a challenge and I'm yeah. enjoying that challenge it tickles me all the time but reminds me I'm alive reminds me that I can do it when I picked the first book again English is my second language and it was horrifying for me but I exactly applied what I have learned here I went to Instead of looking at the thick book, I said, okay, one chapter. And then I said, one page, one line, and one word at a time. And that's exactly what I have learned here. One day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time. Sometimes the problems become so big that I have to take it as sec second by second. Because I cannot go that forward. Um, Alright, let's see. What else I would like to share? God was always for me the one that I would go to just at time of either exams or problems or major, major miseries. I truly didn't believe in it. Um, and... 32 years ago, when my mother passed away, I lost the bit of the trust that I had as well. Because if God was God, wouldn't take my mother away at such a young age. So, forget it. Yeah, I did whatever I had to do, but deep in my heart, I didn't believe in it. Uh, along the way, it always has been a challenge for me. At times it still is, but I have realized when a major problem comes up, 
my answer becomes, I don't know. I'll wait to see what happens. And currently, I'm on step three again. And when I write, it's basically prayer. God, please keep holding on my hand. Don't let go of my hand. Show me the way. Because if I knew, believe me, I wasn't here. Believe me, I did not plan every Saturday morning. (laughs) Get up and come to a meeting. I had better plans for my life. And my husband was very impatient. So after, I don't know, seven, eight months, he used to say, aren't you going to finish this? Isn't it going to end? Come on, enough. And I used to say, no. I had to make some changes. I had to let go of my Sunday meeting, which I love, and I had a commitment. I had to put down my commitment with tears, because I had to be present at home. But Saturday mornings, I'm not letting go. This is my home. And what I can share with you guys, I cannot share with the closest people. Because they don't understand how my brain works. I, I can't believe that my daughter picks a chocolate chip cookie, bites half of it, puts down the other half, and walks away. How on earth is that possible? How on earth is that possible? For me, one does not exist, especially when it comes to food. Two does not exist. Nothing less than a box exists. Nothing less than a container exists. So, I have to stop myself. And it is so interesting, when I look at her and I look at the plate, if I don't touch it, which I don't, because it's not my business, that half of the cookie can stay there for two days. And boy, what a lesson is that for me. Very interesting. Along the way, my sponsor asked me to go to Al-Anon, which I believe is hand in hand with, with all the 12-step programs. And I grumbled and I said, I have nothing in common with these people. She said, keep on going. <laughs> for, for a year and a half, for a year and a half, I went every week. I came out of the meeting, called her and grumbled. I said, I have nothing in common with these people. Why do I have to do? Why do I have to go? And she said, keep on going. And I learned boundary. And I used it. I try to bring the 12-step program in all of my life. I certainly am not doing it perfectly, for sure. There's so much room to improve. But I do try to bring it to every aspect of my life. And I try gently to sometimes remind others as well that this is what it needs to be. Or I don't need to lie. Or I don't need to do this mistake or whatever it is. And it gives me coldness. It's interesting. You know, I, along the way, all these years, have really kicked with my feet and pulled with my hands. And God bless my sponsor because she has been patient all these years with me. The very first meeting that I went to 17 in Arizona, it was a rainy day. I came out of the meeting right on the steps. I called her. I said, the room stinks. (laughs) It really did. 
She said, it's okay, get a, get a message. What did you get? So along the way, whenever I have kicked, she patiently has said, it's okay, what can you get out of it? And now, when I, if I grumble that, oh, I ate too much yesterday, she never says, what did you eat? She always says, what's eating you? What's bothering you that you're going to the food? Because that's the only thing I know. Food is the lead into everything for me. Unfortunately, still kicks me badly here and there. But I have to stop it. And I have to bring it to the right place with the help of my program. And I'm glad. Because now when I walk on the streets, I smell the flowers instead of picking them. I used to pick them because I thought, nobody's taking care of these roses. I have to take care of them. So I used to, I used to cut roses from other people's gardens and, and, keep it, and keep it in my vase. Yeah. As if others were growing it for me. So I have learned a lot in this program. I have learned that I am a controller. Boy, do I want to be in control. I'm a perfectionist. Um, I'm selfish. I used to think that, you know, life goes around for me. Now I realize I'm part of it. And it's a constant learning. Actually, I attended a uh, workshop a couple of weeks ago, which was eye-opening for me. And I exactly saw in myself what I have found here. To the dot, it was like a mirror in front of me. My perfectionism, my controlling, and I constantly have to think and remind myself, it's okay to let go. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay not to nag others to be perfect as well. <laughs> so, it's, it's a constant walk. Um, I have two sponsees. For three years, I was not able to have any sponsees. Nobody lasted with me. I was so tough and so rough that nobody would last. And I kept asking my sponsor, why nobody wants to be my sponsor? Why I cannot be a sponsor? Uh, why nobody wants to be my sponsor and why I cannot be a sponsor? And she used to say, just keep raising your hand, keep raising your hand. And it took me a good three years to realize I need to be a little bit softer and kinder to my sponsees. And one of them has been with me over eight years now, which is, and the second one, interesting enough, she has longer abstinence than I have. And that was my first question. I said, are you okay for someone to sponsor you who has less abstinence than you, less time? And she said, yeah, sure. And I said, all right, fine, let's see what we can do together. So, it's a constant walk for me, and um, for me, 12-step is like my reading glasses. Yes, I can read without them. I forgot, actually, to bring my glasses today. I can read without them, but boy, how different and how clear I see with those glasses. What a difference. It's as if I have a painting, which is my life, and I thought it was perfect big painting. But now when I look at it, I say, oh, I think I forgot this corner doesn't have color yet. 
And this corner, I, I, I haven't put what it needs. Or there's a lot more into it that could be completed. And I take it as it comes. I try to make the best out of it. I try to be kind. I unfortunately never learned unconditional love. Unfortunately. And now I'm trying to give that unconditional love. So I learn and I try to give it to the others as well. It's a constant practice. So still now, when I want to say something, I say it in my mind and then I realize, no, this can't go so hard. So I change the wording and it becomes a lot softer and kinder and that's what comes out of my mouth, which is, which is one step forward. And I'm glad. So please keep coming back. If I have stayed here, I think anybody else can survive. It hasn't killed me. It has taken my hand. And I'm glad that I'm here because I want to be here. Nobody makes me. I want. I want that calmness. I want that serenity. I want that focus and centeredness. And I get it here. Thank you every single one who are here. If I along the way have said something to upset you, please I apologize. But please keep coming back. Thank you. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinion of the leader uh, are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Um, please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Yes. Uh, thank you for your share. Um, I think it's really great that you found peace in this program. So my question is, you mentioned at the beginning that you haven't achieved the, the weight loss goal that you want. Yes. So what are the problems that, that you're having that, that are not allowing you to do it? And what's happening with your food and all that that, that you cannot reach that goal of the weight loss? I have two very long lists that two specialists have given me. Uh, that I should avoid and that leaves me about 5% of everything else which is really difficult and out of that 5% I still cannot have some of those so I'm getting more professional help to see what I can do with it because it's becoming almost impossible uh, I get bad uh, problems with my uh, GI so that's the reason Okay, the question is that, what do I do when I have a problem? What tools I use? Um, the easiest one for me is the phone call. Uh, I start outreaching 
and the friends that I have now in the program and my sponsor as well uh, are unbelievable. I can talk to them. My great-great-grandma sponsor is in a different uh, state. I call her, I outreach her every morning and whenever I need her to call me, I just leave on my message, please call me. She calls me in a couple of minutes and our conversation can go to an hour. And I, I open up and I talk because by that talking I do not swallow. And when I do not swallow, the rest of the whatever that's on the table does not go down my throat as well. It makes it a little bit easier on me. Uh, I hate reading and writing, but I still do because that's, that's what my sponsor asked me. Um, basically, the most that I do is outreach. That helps me the most. After that, reading, writing, because I know when I'm putting my concentration on whatever I'm reading, um, my mind comes out of the problem in hand and it calms me. That's what I do. Yes. Um, so you said that you started talking that you didn't think you, you were not wanting to talk today. Um, what, how would, what, what is, what would you, what would make it think that you would need to be able to talk to it? Like, what would make it change? Like, how would you? Just try, okay, what changed my mind that today instead of not talking, I need, what, what I needed to change in order to be able to talk here. Yes, because I, you know, I have a very perfectionist mind, so since I am not perfect today, I don't look the way I would like to look, God knows how many pounds lighter, so I, in my brain I do not qualify to talk although I have been here long enough. But on the other hand, I try to remind myself that I do not need to be perfect. I still can look at the half full of the cup. I still can share and say I am struggling at this point. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's struggling. I know that there are other people in the program who are struggling, who think it's end of the way, let go, forget it, I'm not continuing anymore. I'm hoping, not just weight, but in general, with, with life problem, it's not just weight. Weight is the side effect of it. But I still am holding on to this program. I still think and believe that it can help me and bring me to the right path where I need to be. And even not perfect or however, I still keep on walking. Even like a turtle, it still helps me. Hoping for better. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Janet. Um, I really appreciate your speak this morning. I don't even think I ever heard your full story. Um, I do have a question, but I do want to say thank you for proving that even though we come for the vanity, we stay for the sanity. So I really wanted to um, thank you for that. Um, but my question really had to do, because you said you always pray uh, when, you know, life's when shit hit in the fan. So what do you, how is your prayer now that you have been in program for such a long time? Has it transitioned from just being that or, you know, is it, has, is it larger now and how do you use it? 
The question is that if uh, my prayer has changed through the years that I've been here. Yes. When I started, I grumbled, as usual, to my sponsor, that what is this mumbo-jumbo? The words are too, too hard for me. I don't even understand it. That was the serenity prayer. And she said, okay, write your own prayer. So I wrote it with simple words, and she said, okay, memorize this. So for a while, that's what I was saying. And I still have it in, my, in one of my big books. And it took me a while, maybe, I don't know, a year or maybe more, to become willing even to say the serenity prayer and mean it. And then as time went by, I memorized the long version of it. And then, again, as time went by, I added third step prayer. And then I am trying, but I still keep forgetting some of the words of seven prayer. So I have put a copy of seven prayer in my car on the dashboard. So I see it all the time. And uh, I read here and there different things, but the basic thing that I started with was three words. God help me. That was it. That's all I could do, and that's all that would resonate with me. And I needed time for, for that, you know, for me to be able to chew it in very small pieces in order to become more willing to go to other prayers. Still, certainty prayer is the one. Um, I usually, usually say that when I'm in transition from wherever to wherever, it doesn't matter. When I'm getting out of the car to go to wherever I'm going, automatically I'm saying the Santi prayer, the longer version of it. So, yes, it has changed a lot. It has evolved a lot during the years. Um, that has been my willingness to make it better, more complete, and more meaningful for myself. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, thanks for sharing, Janet. You talked about being controlling, and uh, I'm asking for a friend. Yes. Uh, I am controller to the dot. You have not seen anybody. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Someone once called me an 800 wheel truck. Just imagine. Um, it's a constant reminding to myself. It's okay to be equal to the others. It's okay to let go. It's okay to let others make decisions. I have a family. I'm not alone. I don't live alone. It's okay to allow others to make decisions. And purposely, for the last maybe five, six years, I have decided not to make any decisions and allow others to make those decisions for me too. For example, if you're traveling, for example, if you're going to a restaurant, wherever, they know I have tons of restrictions. They know wherever we go, 
I have to ask for my food to be altered. So they know. And as long as it's cooked, it's okay. They know. So I allow others to make the decision where to go. It's very difficult for me, very difficult. But I do try to see myself as equal as the others. I'm one of the others. I'm not the only one. I'm not running the show. I was such a controller that I thought I, could, I had to run the whole world. On the street, I had to tell strangers what to do and how to do. People that I have never seen in my life and I never would see again. But I felt that I should tell them. Now I know that boundary. It's not my business. Now I do try really hard to let go and allow others to make decisions just like I do. So it's a constant work. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Janet. Um, love to share and love you the school you are. Thank you. Um, you mentioned that you said uh, you went through a life change in program. Like, could you talk more about that and how the program helps you do that? Uh, you, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not clear on your question. Thank you. You said something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, had, I had a career change. At age 50, I dared to go after what I always wished to do. I was a businesswoman to, to that point, and I was very happy with it, but I needed more than that. So I went after what I wished to study, and uh, after 22 years, I sat at the desk again, first row, right in front of the teacher, and I studied a master's degree, and uh, as a result, I became able to help others and be of service to the others, and I enjoy every minute of it now. It's very fulfilling for me, and I'm glad that I have. Thank you. Yes? Yes, the question was uh, the struggle that I had uh, founding the uh, proper boundary with my family. Okay, um, I'm glad that I, have, I am in a 12-step program because you would not know me if you had seen me, let's say, 15 years ago before the program. Boy, was I different, completely different human being. I do try to bring that balance and that boundary to my family as well. My husband has realized if he wants me calmer, and I have told him along the way a lot, that you want me calmer, you want me happier, this program helps me. So he knows, and my kids know as well, that this is where I learn the balance, and this is where I learn to let go and allow them to live for themselves and survive. Because old me, oh boy, no. Nobody survived under my hands. <laughs> Nobody survived. So it brings balance. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Janet. Um, you talked about unconditional love mm -hmm. and 
not having known that yourself and trying to give that to others. What about to yourself and your own critical voice? How is that progress going? The unconditional love and how I am bringing it now to myself. That's the question. Uh, I do try. I do try. I'm not perfect. I do try to accept myself the way I am, uh, to love myself the way I am, with all my defects, and help myself to be in a better place. Helping today might be taking a 15-minute nap. It might be going for a walk. It might be meditation. It might be... Um, just sitting quiet and thinking about whatever is in my mind depending what it is it might be going outside and just looking at the trees and greenery whatever at the time it might be calling a friend it might be calling someone in the program it might be saying how is this person or how is that whoever I do try I do try my best to bring that that love to myself as well. Thank you. Not yet. No more questions? Done? Finished? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, thank you so much. I feel a lot of love for you. You're so beautiful. Um, what is your question? I started with flour, chocolate, and sugar. Uh, now, I, through the years, I never have touched chocolate. I don't dare because I know myself. If I have one piece, forget it. You won't see me. Nobody will see me anymore. I will be living in a chocolate store. Uh, I know myself. That, that's hard, I know. Uh, flour, I hardly have. I am gluten sensitive as well. So I hardly, hardly have any flour. Uh, Sugar I play with, which I should not. And I know it is not beneficial to my body. I try to stay away as much as I can. I keep it and then I I have something. I say the hell with it. I have something. And then I keep it and then I say the hell with it. I know, in my mind, I know it is not good for my body. So I still am kind of... Mm, struggling with sugar but mm, my food has become a lot cleaner than what it used to be I had no stop I had absolutely no stop my breakfast would start in the morning a good healthy breakfast but it would continue until 11 o'clock at night that I would go to bed I wouldn't stop eating I was constantly chewing on something. Even when I was in the car driving my kids back home, I still had who knows what, a box of uh, chocolate chip cookie or a bag of carrot. I, my mouth was moving constantly and it's not now. So it's such a blessing for me. It's three meals. I try to keep the three meals. Hardly it goes that I skip a meal, which I'm a compulsive overeater. I love food. So I hardly, hardly ever skip any meal uh, and snack, two snacks. And I try to keep it simple, as simple as I can. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Janet. Could you just 
talk a bit about how your relationships with people, you talked a little bit about your family, but your other close friends and whatnot have changed uh, over the years you've been in the program in your Definitely. Uh, how my relationship has changed with my friends through the years that I have been in the program. Um, the controlling me loved everybody, but I had to tell the whole world what to do, how to do, what to do. <laughs> didn't matter if I had the actual experience or not. I would tell you how to raise your kids, what to wear, how to have makeup on, what to do with your hair, how to run your house, how to cook, how to entertain, and so on. Through the years, I have learned that there's boundary to everything. And I have to constantly remind myself that it's not my business. So I try not to put my foot into other people's shoes, my friends or people around me, not just my family, friends as well. And I try to look at it from the kind point and that gentle, unconditional love. I try as much as I can. Especially I have learned in my profession as well not to be nosy. Ed, boy, was I nosy person. I still enjoy it, but it's not my business. <laughs> and I say, it's not my business. So I try with kindness, with that unconditional love, to allow others to do their own living. I might sometimes share my own experience with them, and I will call it, this is the experience I have or this is what happened to me. But I don't tell them, you'd better do this, you'd better do that. No, that's, that's out. So I said, maybe you want to try this way, or that's another suggestion as well. Thank you. So that's how I go. Thank you.